0: hello people welcome back to one more episode of salesforce cast podcast and let us get started in this episode we'll be looking at what is lightning locker service there has been too much confusion about what exactly is lightning locker service and I've got a good volume of emails asking me to do a podcast on this. And hence, I've decided I'll make one. So, before we get into the details of Lightning Locker service, we need to understand a few things about JavaScript. One of the main advantages of JavaScript, apart from all the other amazing things that JavaScript can do, is we can travel through the complete DOM structure of a web page seamlessly, meaning we can get access to any node, any div, and either change the value. Or add an animation, and uh, we can also add some kind of dynamism, etc., etc., just by using JavaScript. As I've mentioned earlier, out of all the other advantages and characteristics of JavaScript, this is one of the advantages. Also, when a web page loads, we might have several iframes in that particular page. Even then, it is a lot more easy to navigate to a particular iframe and a particular dev tag, and we can perform some actions that we need as long as we are good with javascript so keeping in mind this information about javascript let us go ahead and let us look at the basic behavior of a browser once a web page loads a browser gives us access to one global object and one document object model so using javascript i can get access to this global object and document object and once a user gets access to these things and if this user wants to create some havoc then there is a good potential risk that we can expect. Now that we discussed about few characteristics of JavaScript and also the basic behavior of a browser, let us go with the assumption that we have installed a third-party app from the app exchange. And once after the app gets installed, the system administrator tends to plug it into a page using the app builder. And when a component is embedded or plugged into the page, and when the page is reloaded, this component will be rendered in an iframe and if we go with the assumption once again that locker service is not enabled and if the code within the component which we have just embedded or installed from the app exchange has got some malicious code in it then this code can get access to the other components which are rendered in iframe that is because all the components when they are embedded into a page they'll be rendered in iframes and once after we get access to the other iframes or the components in other iframes we can do malicious things like stealing cookies and sensitive information related to logged in users or we can also load some malicious code from an external URL. Also, the CSS style sheet that we have when we log in is global and uh, the third party app that we have installed or the component that we have embedded in the page might even try tinkering with the style sheet which is global and trying to overwrite the style sheet will lead us to unwanted risks. If something of that sort is possible, where a component that we have embedded or installed tries to jump into the other iframe or other component and tries to steal some sensitive information, a user can also perform something called XSS attacks. And if you have never heard about these attacks, then let me give you an example, and probably you might get reminded. If you remember Orkut days back, then user had the option to set a theme to his account, so each and every user will have his own theme and here and there few accounts used to pop up with a different theme which we didn't have access to and in these accounts they'll mention that we can copy the code and we have to put it in the browser address bar so that we can get this fancy theme all we used to do is we used to copy the code and put in the browser and the moment you hit "Written," what happens is the theme doesn't get changed but also you'll be a member of say 1000 to 5000 groups or maybe 1000 to 5000 people would have been added to your friends list or something of that sort would have happened. That's exactly what XSS attack is. It is nothing but using malicious JavaScript code to get access to sensitive information and using it against us. Just imagine what happens if something like that happens within Salesforce, where a user embeds a component, which is downloaded from the App Exchange and he tries to embed it using App Builder, and silently this component, which is embedded, starts stealing sensitive information and it passes over the network. Salesforce gives big time importance to trust and a loophole like this might ruin everything for the company. So the solution from Salesforce is Lightning Locker Service and it brings multi-tenancy to the browser by sandboxing code and isolating DOM elements from the rest of the system. And you might be thinking, what good does it do to the system? Let us go with the assumption that Lightning Locker Service is enabled and the user installed a malicious app from App Exchange. And let us also assume That the namespace of this malicious app is XYZ so though this component which is malicious has got some malicious code in it and though it is embedded into a page using app builder it will not be able to jump onto other components within the system and get access to the sensitive data whereas this component will only have access to other components within the same namespace which is XYZ so say there are three components with namespace X And two components with namespace Y and a couple of other components with namespace Z. Then the component with X namespace cannot access the component with Y namespace. Likewise, same is the case with Y components. Components with Y namespace cannot access components with namespace Z, whereas all these components will have access to the out of the box native Salesforce components like Salesforce Lightning Button, Salesforce Lightning Accordion, and Other lightning components. So, this is how Salesforce protects the complete system though the app is malicious and though it tries to steal data or sensitive information from other components, Lightning Locker service restricts it. And now, let us look at how to plan rolling out of Lightning Locker service. When you pop open the developer console and when you have the component open, then to the right, you'll have a palette with options in it which are component, controller, helper, style so on and so forth right below this palette you'll find a button and it is called bundle version settings when a user clicks on it it shows another small pop-up window with few values in it if the api version is below 40 then lightning service is by default not enabled so assume that you have a component which is not lightning enabled and once after you want to protect your application by enabling the lightning service then all you need to do is change the API version to anything which is more than 40 with that change in version we are telling Salesforce to enable lightning locker service and by enabling it we are restricting the third-party components by not giving the power to crawl into some other components and start scraping the information or sensitive information from there and once after you enable this option it means that we get the complete list of security features which are involved in uh, lightning locker service One of the security features which gets enabled is usage of use strict keywords. Strict mode helps out in a couple of ways. It catches some common coding bloopers throwing exceptions. It prevents or throws errors when relatively unsafe actions are taken, such as gaining access to the global object. It disables features which can open up security loopholes. By default, when you write JS code in lightning, it will be in strict mode. You don't have to explicitly mention it. One of the other such feature which comes into picture when we enable locker service is eval function and eval function is disabled by locker service. The reason eval function being blocked by locker service is eval function basically evaluates the argument given to it and if the attacker crafts the malicious code and if he tries to pass it as an argument to eval, what eval function does is it executes this argument which itself is a malicious code and once again, sensitive information can be exposed or misused. So that is the reason this function is disabled and there is an alternative for lightning locker service, which is using lightning container tag, but there are a few advantages and disadvantages of using the specific alternative. So I hope that you kind of understood what exactly lightning Locker service is and why do we really need it. So that's all for this session. And we'll resume back in the next episode. Signing off.